0: Jesse, and for us as well, uh, as we enter into the study portion tonight. Let's bow our hearts. Father, um, uh, we give you this time and we invite you into, uh, into this part of our service. As we look at Genesis 20, um, I recognize that, boy, it's, it goes back to the beginning. It's the first book that describes your character um, and your great grace and love to us. So, Father, I just pray that you would help Jesse to deliver um, this, uh, this chapter. We're going to be bumping into some things that we've already talked about, but, Father, I just pray that you would uh, refresh and renew these uh, ideas and principles in our hearts once again, that we might find hope in you, and that you may have your way with our lives as we desire to love you more. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Cool. I actually want to this. Children, hold up, back up. Children, you know what to do. You can be dismissed. (laughs) Uh, Go back to the room. Okay. I just gotta get there. I'm going old-fashioned, getting a print copy out. Um, All right, Genesis twenty. I haven't taught generally in a really long time. <laughs> um, I taught back when we were in a house. Um, and that was the first time that I taught in a really long time. <laughs> so uh, this is a little little out of place for me. Uh, but anyway, my name is Jesse. Um, I'm one of the launch team members here at MD. Um, I love teaching. I'm just not great at it. So, <laughs> so we're going to have fun. Um, one of the things I wanted to do, though, some of my pastor friends on one of my social networks wanted a picture up on my pulpit for whatever reason. So I just got to take a picture of that real fast. We're having fun. All right. Done. <laughs> 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 Done. <laughs> Alrighty, righty. So um, Genesis 20. Um, we're going to read it straight through, and then, then we'll start going back. Flip. Um, I should have all of the Scripture up here. One thing I did want to warn you, um, I actually like, we normally use the ESV here at MD just because that's what we use, but today we're going to read out of, or I'm going to read out of, the HCSV, that's the Holman Christian Standard Bible. I really like it, it's just readability, it's really fun. So if you have trouble following along in your version, um, you can check the screen, Um, that is the correct version that I'll be reading from my Bible. All right, So we're gonna. I'm gonna try to read straight through. I do this thing where I stop and I talk. I'm gonna really try not to do that because <laughs> then all my notes later on will just be pointless and it'll just be no fun. Okay. Um, so Genesis 20. I'll start at verse one. I'm just gonna read straight through. Uh, from there, Abraham traveled to the region of the Negev and settled <clears throat> between Kadesh and Shur. While he lived in Gerar, Gerar I'm gonna keep mispronouncing that. Abraham said about his wife Sarah, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, had Sarah brought to him. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken, for she is she is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not approached her, so he said, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though it is innocent? Didn't he himself say to me, She is my sister? And she herself said, He is my brother? I did this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you did this with a clear conscience. I have also kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I have not let you touch her. Now, return the man's way, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, know that you will certainly die, you and all who are yours. Um, verse 8. Early in the morning, Abimelech got up, called all of his servants together, and personally told them all these things, and the men were terrified. Uh, verse 9 then Abimelech called Abraham in and said to him what have you done to us how did I sin against you that you have brought such enormous guilt on me and my kingdom you have done things to me that should never be done Abimelech also said to Abraham what did you intend when you did this thing Abraham replied I thought there is absolutely no fear of God in this place they will kill me because of my wife besides she really is my sister the daughter of my father they're not the daughter of my mother (coughs) and she became my wife so when God had me wander from my father's house, I said to her, Show your loyalty to me wherever we go, and say about me, is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and cattle, and male and female slaves, gave them to Abraham, and returned his wife Sarah to him. Abimelech said, Look, my hand is before you. Settle wherever you want. Uh, and he said to Sarah, Look, I am giving your brother 1,000 pieces of silver. It is a verification of your honor to, to all who are with you. You are fully vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so that they could bear children. Uh, For the Lord had completely closed all the wombs in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Whew. Okay. So the interesting thing about this chapter is that most of this chapter has already happened once already. Um, This is kind of deja vu. Um, Back in chapter 12, of Genesis, Abraham did pretty much the exact same thing, right? Uh, We learned that several weeks ago, that Abraham was traveling through Egypt. He got afraid. Um, He told the Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister, which wasn't a lie, but (laughs) Pharaoh then took her and uh, got some a plague on Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's like, what's going on? Talked to Abraham. They did this transaction. Pharaoh's like, here's your wife. Here's all this stuff. Go away from me! I don't want anything to do with you, you lying son of a gun. So um, that's it's. So when I was preparing for this, I was like, "This is like the exact same message." Um, so it kind of made it a little bit easier, but it's also a little bit uh, a little bit different. So um, we see again that in verse two, Abraham forgets. Uh, he forgets that God chided him for uh, for giving Sarah over to yet another man. <laughs> Sarah's probably tired of being thrown around, right? <laughs> She's like, "All right, um, we're traveling to a new land. I wonder who I'll end up with this time." <laughs> um, but Abraham was afraid. He was—he was in a different region than he had ever been traveling in before. Um, behind him was Sodom and Gomorrah, and their cities burning in ash. Um, he, he had had a pretty exciting time, um, so I, I can understand where he'd be a little afraid. But whatever, he still shouldn't—I don't think he should have given his wife over to this king. And um, that's good because God doesn't either. Um, one thing that's different uh, from chapter twelve um, is that re- if you remember, remember, remember in chapter twelve that uh, it said that um, Sarah was beautiful, or that she she looked pretty. It doesn't say that in this text. Um, we know spoilers uh, in chapter twenty one that Sarah is about to uh, conceive and give birth to the promised son that God promised them in the covenant, and uh, that's guesstimated that she's a hundred there. So there's no real timeline. But she's older than she was in Egypt. <laughs> um, so I was looking that up, and I'm like, all right, so she's not beautiful, per se. What's what's? Why would Abimelech like take her? Um, probably just, probably just kind of like a power thing, right? Um, Abraham's got a decent amount of stuff. Uh, Pharaoh gave him a ton of stuff earlier. That's only grown, and now he's traveling through this land uh, with all of that stuff. And so intermarrying makes sense to it. Um, so verse 3, we we see we, we get into Abimelech and a little bit about what God's doing within. Uh, it's all fun and games <laughs> until God shows up in dreams, right? Uh, <laughs> so I, I say poor Abimelech <laughs> because, OK, I was, I was thinking about this. Like, how weird would this be? So you're just sleeping, right? You haven't done anything wrong per se. You're just sleeping. And God's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? I didn't do anything. And that's pretty much what Abimelech said. Um verse three, God says, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken, for she is a married woman. And Abimelech's like, What the heck? <laughs> I I didn't know. Um, <laughs> um so I just kind of had to laugh at that. I was like, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine being like in a dream and having God show up and be like, "I'm gonna kill you now uh, if you don't return this woman." Um, and that, that's kind of what that's kind of what Abimelech said in uh, in verses four and five, right? Uh, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though it's innocent? Like I, I didn't do anything. I was just, I was just going with the flow. Uh, didn't he himself say to me, she is my sister, and she said, is my brother. I did this with a clear conscience and clean hands. He's like, I, I, I got done nothing wrong. you have got to figure out a better deal here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to die. Um, and, and God said in verse uh, 6, yeah, I know that you did this with a clear conscience. God's like, no big news to me. I've also kept you from sinning against me. Um, Therefore I've not let you touch her. So looks like I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong and God's like, I know. Can can you picture can you picture a little bit about, about God for a second? It's a little bit weird, but I kinda <laughs> I know that when I do stuff repeatedly, like do stuff wrong. Like my parents, back when I was living with them, they 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 kinda got this like, I'm tired of doing this with you. <laughs> Why haven't you learned your lesson? they kind of like <sighs> You, you, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to anybody? Like why do you keep doing this? This is clearly not a good idea. I've shown you grace back there and you're still doing it, you idiot. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I kind of picture God as like hanging his head like I picture this as kind of frustrated, right? So God's like at the beginning of verse three, God's like, all right, now I got to talk to them like I don't really want this to take long, so I'll just start out with death and, and hopefully we'll get somewhere with that. Um, <laughs> so, but a- anyway, I just kind of pictured that. It. Um, so then I like, what the heck? Um, so, so then verse six, I read, Yes, I know you. Na- I know you did this with a clear conscience. I kept you from sinning against me. God's like, I've been covering your back. I- I've done this before. <laughs> um, uh, now, now just return the man's wife, for he is a prophet. He'll pray for you, and you will live. But if you don't return her, you'll definitely die, you and everybody else. Like, I, I kind of pictured that as the conversation <laughs> um, going on here, just because God's like, let's, let's get this out of the way, let's just let's just get straight to the point. Um, so Bitluck's like, kind of afraid, right? <laughs> um, this seems to be the same dream, uh, so it, it's all happening in one night, so the, the next morning Verse 8 is just kind of like a little anecdote. So Abimelech gets up and he's freaked out, so he tells he tells everybody in his household. And it says it says all the men were terrified. <laughs> and they didn't even have the dream. Um, so so then, then starting in verse 9, we've got this other scene um, coming up. <laughs> and Abimelech's probably kind of ticked, right? Um, he kind of feels, I guess, I guess I would kind of feel betrayed, right? Um, you've done this thing, and, and you didn't know it was wrong. Uh, Abraham kind of tricked him into, into this for the sake of his own skin. Um, and so so I kind of pictured verse 9 starting out like, what the heck have you done to us? <laughs> How did I sin against you? You've brought such enormous guilt on me and my kingdom. You've done things to me that should never be done. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> um, God just talked to me last night, and he told me he'd kill me if I didn't give. Your wife slash sister slash whoever she is, back to you. All right, I I, I don't deserve this. <laughs> um, I, I'd be kind of ticked. Um, so then Abraham's reply. <laughs> Abraham's reply. Um, I thought surely there is no fear of God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister the daughter of my father though not the daughter of my mother and she became my wife so when god had me wander from my father's house a place of safety somewhere where people knew me i said to her show your loyalty to me loyalty to me wherever we go and say about me he's my brother He's kind of like well i didn't really lie <laughs> so don't don't be upset i didn't really lie to you this is all true all right let's just let's put this behind us all right um, Kind of like, kind of like snoozing that way, and if it were me, I would just get angry. Like I'd probably smack him across his face, right? Um, I just got threatened um, with death by God <laughs> last night in a dream, and you're kind of shrugging this off, <laughs> like it's no big deal. It's like, does this happen to you very often? <laughs> um, what kind of, what kind of stuff is going on? Um, Verses starting at verse fourteen is where I really want to camp. Um, because it, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, and I, I think that God does this so much um, that it's, it's, it's super important. So, um, verse 14, this is right after Abraham replies to Abimelech. Um, what did Abimelech do? Did someone tell me? No, version. What did Abimelech do after finding all of this out? He's about to give Sarah back to Abraham. He's, he's been betrayed, he's been cheated. He's been visited by God, threatened by God. Um, what did he get? He tries to pay off Abraham. Tries to pay off Abraham. Basically he gives him a bunch of stuff, so he's so, like okay, we're good now. So we're good now. Maybe not so much payoff, but like, about, like the, the, I guess it don't know the, the, the tone of his heart, but like the tone like you know, I'm giving you this stuff, you know, I know that you're not for profit, you know how yeah, I I agree with both of those. And the reason I agree with both of those is because the commentaries I read agreed with both of those. <laughs> um, but it's it's kind of like, well, let's go back. What did God say? What did God say to Abimelech in the dream? Um, now return the man's, this is verse 7, Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. So Abimelech's kind of like, all right, God said, that this guy will pray for me, but he's kind of shrugging it off here, like it's no big deal. How do I get him to pray for me? Um, so that, that could be one way of looking at it. Um, it could just be a customary thing. I mean, I've, granted, I wouldn't want Moses around. I would just give him a whole bunch of stuff and tell him to stay away, like Pharaoh did. Yeah. Um, what? Did I say Moses? And as I was reading, I kept saying Abram. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> One's in the family, whatever. So <laughs> I really say Yeah. Um, now I forget where I was. Dang it. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it could be both. It all depends on his heart, really. But um but either way, he gives him a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um but this is different than chapter twelve. Um when Moses did this with Pharaoh. Because in chapter twelve, Pharaoh gives him a whole bunch of stuff and he's like, go. <laughs> He's like, get out of here. I don't want you anywhere near me. But here, but here, if you read it, it says, Abimelech took sheep and cattle and male and female slaves, gave them to Abraham and returned his wife Sarah to him. Abimelech said, look, my land is before you. Settle wherever you want. And he said to Sarah, look, I'm giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver. It is a verification of your honor to all who are with you. Um, you are fully vindicated. He says, here's all this stuff. And and live here, like to take take land, like this is this is a little bit different. And um, I I think that I think that this is important because we can't forget the meta narrative. We can't forget that um, that God's still in charge of this story. Um, so from God's perspective, what is this to Abraham? What is what is Abimelech from God's perspective? What is Abimelech giving him all this stuff plus giving him land? I actually have it on the slide a couple of times. It's grace, right? God's giving grace to Abraham again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And again, and again. I'd probably kill him at this point. I'd be like, look, patriarch, you're not worth this anymore. I'll pick somebody else. Give me Abimelech. He at, least, <laughs> he at least responds to what I say, right? But um, go back to the covenant. God's promised things to Abraham, right? Um, he's promised a line. He's promised um, land. He's he's promised a lot of things. It's it's a covenant. God's God's not going to kill him. Um, and if if you look at the first couple verses of chapter 21, he, he fulfills his promise with a with a son, but that's next week. So, um, but it's it's grace. It's grace upon grace upon grace. Abraham has not been the most. Um, Abraham has not been the most obedient sir right I grew up I grew up very church so I learned a lot in Sunday school that all of the old Bible stories there are really good people and and that God blessed them because they were really good people it's not at all look at this look at this idiot he's he's doing the same thing he's, he's giving another man his wife twice <laughs> and that's just one like that's just one instance so I mean I really wanted to land on grace tonight because when I was reading this, I would like, I'd, I'd kill him. Have you ever heard the phrase, if I were God, we'd, we'd all be dead? Anybody ever heard of that? I've heard it in songs and stuff. I listen to a lot of metal, so it's very angry, so I, I may have heard it more than you. But um, I, I, I kind of feel like I would I'd probably kill him. Like, either Abimelech or Abraham's going to die, and Abimelech obeyed me, so I'd kill Abraham. But, um, but no, he doesn't. And, and I find that interesting. I find it interesting because when I'm reading it, I don't want to give grace to Abraham. Like, I would say, justice, you die. <laughs> right? Does anybody else feel like that? Am I the only one in this room who's to kill Abraham at this point? Alright, my dad feels that way. I feel a little better. <laughs> Maybe not kill him. Punish him somehow, okay? I'll lessen it. <laughs> Punish him somehow. Like, he deserves some type of recompense for this. There's no recompense given. I mean, there's stuff given, but it's not, it's not a punishment or a
1: a reprimand in any way,
0: um, it, it is only blessing, um, and so I just I just wanted to share my heart because I've got a really I'm really bad at giving grace to people. I don't know if anybody else is like that. I stink at giving grace to people. I'm I'm all for like the justice arm of God coming down um, and just hammering people, but I think when I do that, when I don't want to give grace, I forget the grace that I was given, right? So, how many times have I done stupid stuff? Or, I won't say stupid, how many times have I done sinful stuff? I've hurt people really bad. How many times have I made my mom cry? How many times have I made Hannah cry? How many times have I made people not talk to me because of the joke I made? Or, you know, like, how many times have I sinned that that I expect grace to be given to me, but if people sin against me, I I have a really hard time giving grace. Um, I think part of that's human nature. but I think part of it's just my sinful heart. So I, I wanted to open up and, and just share that with you. I um, apologize for that. And I'm uh, just like, you now I'm working on it. So yeah. So for instance, um, those of you in my circle have probably heard about um, some, stuff, some injustice that's been done to me recently. Um, there's this whole debacle with college where I owe the money that I don't really, and I have to pay it, and I really shouldn't have, but uh, there's there's that. Um, I've I've had stuff stolen from me um, by people that are very close to me. Um, we go through some very hard times, and the cool thing about Jesus, though, is that he's helped me forgive. He's helped me give grace, and I just want to let you know. Anytime I forgive you. I don't really want to forgive you. <laughs> Jesus is the only thing that's allowing me to forgive you. He's the only one who has that kind of power, and he's He's working through me in that. Um, so I just wanted to share that. I don't know if any of you guys have a hard time forgiving. Um, I get really angry. I tend to internalize things and get really angry. It's just one of my faults. Um, you may have that, or you may have a different fault. But um, God's God's really working through that in my life, and I just wanted to, I wanted to share that with you guys because I don't get to see you very often, other than some days, because I work so much. But, um, yeah, just want to let you guys know that. Um, one of, one of, <laughs> I forgot about this quote. I really wanted to share this quote. Um, Had and I, earlier this year, got some uh, counseling from CCEF. That was, like, the best time ever. Um, <laughs> like, I, I would just jump right in and do it again in a heartbeat. Um, so, if you think that you're not screwed up, just go get counseling, and... <laughs> it's it's just great, but um, good Christian counseling. Uh, but I, I was kind of pouring my heart out. He was like, "All right, well, I think I think we're kind of done here." I was like, "No, no, <laughs> next week I want to talk about it. I want to talk about this." I was um, I was really angry um, at a group of people who who have wronged me personally, probably the most out of anybody that I can think of. Um and it's a situation that's not resolving. I I've confronted it. It's not going anywhere and it breaks my heart. But I so much so that if I drive anywhere near these people I get angry. Like I, I can't think. It's really bad. Like <laughs> really, really bad. Like I get all quiet <laughs> I don't talk <laughs> for like hours. Um, and I, I was I was pouring my heart out to our counselor, Winston Smith, and he was like, Look, he said he said, "You're Jonah. You're Jonah waiting for the world to burn, buddy." <laughs> He's like, "You got to stop that." He's like, "It's you can't be the judge of them." He's like, "You don't know if God is is working in their lives, and it's it's not that God isn't working in their lives. It's that He can put up with way more crap than you can." <laughs> so, just remember that when you're just burning with anger, remember the grace that's been given to you, and how so undeserved that is. Um, that God would do that to me. Oh, dang, my air conditioner shut off. It's so quiet. <laughs> um, just how undeserved that is, and uh, that'll help. I, I can honestly say I don't think it's really helped yet, <laughs> but um, I just wanted to share it with you because I thought it was pretty funny. Um, so that, that's kind of where I wanted to camp. I was I was trying to figure out where to tie this into uh, to Jesus, and I think that's a really big point. Um, I also mentioned that I, I wrote up a quick little blog post today about um, the Pittman double homicide suicide that happened this week. That happened like in my backyard practically. Practically. I drove by it. It's practically our backyard. It's like our backyard in like two houses over and across the street. But um <laughs> but uh, I, I wrote a little bit in there and it's it just it just helped me focus on Jesus a little bit more today. Um, and that was really good. So um, yeah. So just remember that when when you don't want to give grace, when I don't want to give grace, we we forget the grace that we were given, and uh, it's just totally undeserved. So pressing on to uh, to the last little tidbit of this, um, it's just kind of like a little anecdote tacked on at the end of this because I feel like it doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the passage at all. But it says Abraham prayed to God. Um, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves so that they could bear children. And you're like, what? This is the first time I'm hearing of this. When were wounds closed? I don't know. Um, For Abimelech's household, or for the Lord had completely closed all the wounds in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And this just helped me in reading. In reading scripture, sometimes I just pretend like it's all just one line of events and they're just happening all together. It... It takes a while to notice that you can't get pregnant, right? (laughs) Like, if you're trying to have a baby, it can can take months for you to actually figure out that, oh, I'm actually not getting pregnant. Do you know what I mean? So that was just a reminder to me that this is taking place over a length of time. Um, Sarah has been in his household, who knows, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, and Abraham is just kind of chilling, chilling in the background, pretending like like no big deal is happening. And God just kind of comes in and shuts it down. Um, The other thing, so I just found that interesting. Um, God just pouring out grace on Abimelech, because Abimelech didn't really deserve that anyway. But, um... Oh, um, the other thing was that, just how good God is throughout this whole thing. Um, He's always taking care of Abraham. Um, he's He's always taking care of Abimelech. Pretty much everybody, everybody who who's mentioned in the story, God is just pouring out grace upon. Um, I just found that interesting as well. So that's pretty much that's pretty much all I have. Um. What? oh it's quiet should I just keep talking while I'm thinking I, I thought that would end up being a bad thing but I can <laughs> um, yeah so I guess we can close really early that's cool um, I'll pray and we can do respond so as, as we're responding um, just try and think of who who you're not giving grace to or who you have trouble giving grace to and then just think of ways that God has been blessing you Either recently or over the span of your life, because he, he does that. He doesn't start and stop. It's kind of all the time. Um, just think of that. Let that soften your heart. Um, we've got our giving box. Um, part of our responding uh, to the word is through being generous. Um, so that's that's in the back as well. The musicians will come. Um, they'll start playing, and then we can join in worship again. So uh, thank you for listening I will right, we'll close prayer. Uh, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I'd love to have more of them so that I can get better at them. Uh, I thank you so much for your grace that you just give to us all the time.